You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in and happy draft day to the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard. We're going to continue our conversation with Afatu Melifanu on today's episode of the Locked On Syracuse podcast, which is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to get into his relationship with Dino Babers, as well as some off-the-field stuff as well, and some more in-depth of what the future might look like and why Syracuse has been able to have so much success producing these defensive backs lately. Afatu, one of three heading into the NFL draft for this weekend. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you aren't already subscribed to the show, you'll get us in your feed Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning. And also check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We're going to be tweeting out draft updates and all that fun stuff, not just this weekend, but throughout the rest of the offseason season leading you in to football because it'll be here before you know it so without further ado let's get into it part two with Afatu Melifanwu I want to get into the relationship between the three of you in a starting in a defensive backfield together when did you realize like damn all three of us we could be gone next year and and we could be going pro and be top level picks in, in the NFL um I don't like I never really was thinking about it the year before 2019, I was never thinking about it. Like, I only really started to think about it this 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 season. So I can't speak for them, but I know we could definitely all be, you know, NFL picks and NFL players and, and good ones at that. But I never really – I knew we would all get there someday, but I never really was thinking, oh, next year we, we're all going to go. So I don't know. I, I never really crossed my mind. I knew we would we'd all definitely NFL players, um, and it was definitely fun to play with them. Like I said, the competition and and how we push each other and uh, just just all made it made us better because when you know Cisco makes a play, it kind of motivates us to make a play or vice versa. What was it like playing for Dino, and what did he kind of sell you on when he recruited you, and then when you got there, what was he like as a head coach? Um, what did he sell me on? What he sold me on was just his track record of where he's been before and the turnarounds he's he's had with different programs um, and that it might, it might take a year, might take a year or two, but um, it, uh, we, we'd be on the right check. And he was right. Uh, you know, t- two years after I was getting recruited, we, um, you know, obviously we went 10 and three. So what was he like when I, when I got there, he was really the same as when, when, when I was getting recruited, like a lot, of, I feel like a lot of coaches are, are different when you actually get there. But for me, he was the same honest dude. Um, you know, you could call a meeting with him if you wanted to, to talk with him about anything. So he pretty much was consistently like the same when, when I when I got there. What's your favorite Dino saying? <laughs> favorite Dino saying? Man, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, maybe favorite Dino saying I like, you know, consistently good, not occasionally great. He says that a lot. Yeah. Just yeah, just be be consistently good and not occasionally great. So I've heard that he has a rule. He doesn't leave the practice or whatever until all the players have left. And he uh-huh. said that you were one of the guys that always kept him uh, staying after hours. How many times do you think that happened? And is it true that he really won't leave till everyone's done? Yeah, no, it's true. He's always he's always the last one. 
how many times literally every day I stayed after every day. I mean, it's not, it wasn't like I wasn't staying after like 30 minutes, but maybe five, 10 max 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So that was like every day. If you ask him literally every day, either me, Cisco, Garrett, I know there was always some offensive lineman, defensive lineman doing stuff. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much every day you would stay after. What do people not understand about him that should be brought to the light? Um, what do people not understand? I don't know. I don't, I don't know being on the inside. I don't know what the outside perception of him is. So I wouldn't know, be able to tell you what is a misconception or not. That makes sense. So like if it, okay. So basically what I would describe the way that I think Tim and I both kind of see Dino is he is this eccentric guy. He's got these sayings. He's, he just seems like a real player's coach. So what, what there was a, a lie or like what else needs to be said about him as a coach? Um, no, I feel like what you said is true. Um, he is a player's coach and you can, you can't come up to him and talk to him about anything and stuff like that. But I feel like when he has to, you know, when he has to, he'll yell, he'll yell and get on guys, you know, if things aren't being done the right way. But for the most part, everything you said was true. So we talked about Trill earlier. You were playing him one-on-one. You were joking about that. And he's another one of those guys going through this process right now. I saw on a podcast, I think he did with the pro football focus guys, he was joking about his Chipotle order and how he throws some Doritos on there. And then you got on Twitter and said you taught him that. So did did he steal your – I think we need to set the record straight here. Did he steal your Chipotle order, and how did that go down? Uh, no, 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 I was just joking. Uh, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that before, though. I've done that before. I think I did that with – he said Doritos. I think I did that with Hot Cheetos before and crushed them up. But, no, nah, he he didn't steal that from me. I was, I was just playing with that. I've seen a couple of these NFL draft prospects. They've got, like, their own Chipotle orders. Like, you can – I think you can order them through the app. Like, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance might be in there, too. So what is your, your go-to Chipotle order? Go-to, I'm getting the bowl. I'm getting white rice, black beans, chicken and steak, double, uh, queso, um, salsa. And then I'm getting, a, I'm getting the regular salsa with the, like, tomato chunks in it. And then I'll get the, the red one. And then I'll get, um, I'll get uh, cheese and sour cream. And that's it. I like that. The, doubling good. up the, yeah, you, you always got to go with the chicken and the steak. Yeah. yeah. Hey, quick break to tell you about the best place to go to keep your car moving on the road. It is rockauto.com. You know, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? You don't know that sort of question. And wait while the counterman or woman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Why do that when you've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and also in your pocket? Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and they'll have it delivered directly to your door. They've got 
amazing selection and reliably low prices. So all you gotta do now is go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure that when you do make that purchase on rockauto.com, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I want to ask you, you are kind of popping up, like you got kind of a wide range on mock drafts. You'll see your name late first and then maybe like early third round. First off, how much do you pay attention to that? And just like overall, why do you think you deserve to be taken on that first day of the draft in the first round? Mm, I try not I try not to pay attention to it. Obviously, I see it because I get tagged and stuff. So when I get tagged, I'll look at it. Uh, but I try not to I try not to, to pay attention to it because no one really knows inside the mind of a GM or a head coach. So I try to take just take it with a grain of salt. Why I deserve to be on the first day? Because I, I just feel like I feel like there's no one my size, my athletic ability that literally does it all. Um, you know, press, press man, off man. There's a lot of teams that don't teach off man or have them do it. So press man, off man, zone, and above all else, I'm physical too and a, and a willing tackler. So I just feel like I'm really like at my size, it's hard to find a dude that's all around like that. I'm looking at uh, like on social media. I see all these different programs. They've got a couple of big draft guys and and some guys who are first round picks or first and second round picks. And they're really hyping everything up. But I feel like when I look at Syracuse's football social media, I don't feel that same sort of buzz. But you should be right now because there are three guys who all have a chance to be drafted in this upcoming NFL draft. And that hasn't been said for quite some time at Syracuse. I'm not saying like, does it frustrate you? But are you a little shocked to see that there's maybe not a little more buzz from within the program talking about we've got a chance to get three guys from our defensive secondary to be drafted in this NFL draft? No, nah, honestly, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with the media guys. Um, I'm friends with all the, I feel like they're, they are, they are doing, doing some stuff. They just came up with a Syracuse story of trail last week. My, mm-hmm. I think my actually dropping today. You know, they just had spring ball as well, so they was focused on that. Um, no, but I do feel like they're, they're doing a lot with just the different pictures and the articles and, and stuff like that, especially maybe especially maybe more with me because I was doing a lot more because I had senior ball and everything. So I, I feel like they are doing um, doing a lot. But that even if they weren't, it wouldn't really frustrate me because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't play for the media, so that's not what motivates me, so – so I, even if they weren't doing too much, it wouldn't really matter to me. Well, it is awesome that there's three of you guys that will likely get drafted this weekend. I think it's also 
also amazing that it's three guys that were from kind of the same position room, all defensive backs. Why do you think Syracuse has been so successful in getting good defensive back recruits and then is also developing you guys into now NFL prospects? Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, coach Monroe actually recruited all of us. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe he has an eye for it. Um, I'm not sure, but I just feel like once we, cause, cause we're in different rooms, like we don't have the same coach. So I think we, we take it upon ourselves to get each other better and watch film together and stuff like that. Um, and work out together. So I feel like we just took it beyond what was, what was taught and what was, what was taught in the, in the film room and stuff like that and on the field and, you know, and worked on extra stuff. So I feel like that's contributed to us being where we are. One of the other things that happened during your career was a change at defensive coordinator when Tony White came in for Brian Ward. What was that transition like and how did it help you? Uh, Honestly, the transition was smooth because the way it happened, they came in, Coach White came in, um, he had three practices, spring ball, then COVID hit. So basically we had all quarantine to um, learn the plays. We had a bunch of Zoom meetings and we was all learning the plays. So really when the fall camp started and stuff, we knew everything. So we really had a couple months to strictly learn the stuff. So I feel like it made the transition smooth. Um, and I feel like it helped me because, you know, now I'm more versatile because I played in two different schemes. Um, and, you know, each asked me to do different things. And this year I was playing more off man and, and, and more different zones and stuff like that. So I feel like it, it helped me because now I have, I have film from two different, two different schemes, um, you know, playing more off or playing more press or different zones. So I feel like it was a good transition. Um, and Coach White is definitely a real good coach as well. So obviously now that you, Trill, and Andre have left, there's some holes to be filled in the secondary. Who else are some guys to look out for that could maybe step into that role and impress this year? So you've been around the team. Are there any guys in particular that you think are underrated and maybe now are going to get their chance to shine? In the secondary, like you said, Garrett, definitely. Um, Jihad, Jihad at safety, you know, Jihad Carter, number 11. Um, Smurf, uh, Amon Greenwood, which was, he was uh, filled in for Trill when Trill was gone. Yeah, so I feel like we, we definitely got good players. They're just young right now, but I feel like they'll definitely be better. Um, and, and definitely, you know, have a, have a chance in a, in a year or a couple of years to, to be in the position I, I'm in right now. All right, guys, quick break to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I cannot think of a better week than right now to sign up for your free account. There's so much fun stuff to bet on coming up this week. First tonight, the NFL draft, of course, one of the funnest things to bet on all year. They've got all kinds of prop bets over on their site right now. They even actually sent us some Syracuse lines that we tweeted out from our account at LO underscore Syracuse, the over-under for where Iffy, Trill, and Andre Sisco might get picked this weekend. And also, coming up this Saturday, sneaking up on us, 
The Kentucky Derby, which is always fun to bet on. The first leg of the Triple Crown begins on Saturday. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account today, and once you sign up, put in our promo code that's locked on, all one word, and it gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that promo code is locked on, L O C K E D O N, all one word for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Couple quick hitting ones, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, is there a corner in the NFL that you model your game after? Nah, I don't. I don't model anyone. I don't model my game after anyone. I kind of. I like to watch a lot of dudes and try to take things from from their game. But at the same time, it's. I know what I do best, and I can't look at a. I can't look at a dude and try to do things like he did because I'm, I might not be the same size as him. I might not be uh, – I might not move like him. I might be more physical than him. So I kind of just – I like to watch guys and try to get things from them, but I don't – there's not necessarily one dude I model my game after. So this one might be kind of tough, but is there a favorite play that you made at Syracuse in your entire career? It could be even during a practice if you want, but anything stand out as like one of your favorite plays from your Syracuse career? Um, I liked, I, I have two, I had the, uh, Liberty, the Liberty interception, cause it was my first start and just the whole kind of fall camp. I was just like thinking about my first interception or like, I can't wait to get my first interception. I get it in my first game, um, first game starting. And also I like the Wake Forest one, the Wake, the Wake Forest one, because it was, they were in the red zone. I caught it in the end zone, uh, which is definitely a big, a big swing and, the play that they actually ran was getting a lot of teams. It's a good play. They were getting a lot of teams on it. So those two stick out to me. Any of those like speeches stand out? Or I guess you were a red shirt when they beat Clemson. What was that experience like? Oh no, that was that would that stands out to me. That's probably my one of my most memorable moments, that and the UNC game. Uh but that was crazy. I wish I would have uh, actually been able to play in it, but like, like I was a red shirt, so I couldn't. But yeah, that stands out to me. You know, he did the um, the our house, whose house, our house. So that was that, that was good. That was, I mean, yeah, that was a very memorable moment. What's the worst injury you played through during your time at Syracuse? <laughs> worst injury. Um, the worst injury. I'll say. My hamstring, people don't know. Um, I feel like usually like when dudes come back from an injury, you think you're 100%. But in 2019, I came back and, and it was still – it was bugging me a little bit um, for like maybe a game. But so I, that, that, that's it probably. Who's the biggest trash-talking wide receiver? Could be from Syracuse or another team that you played against, but maybe someone that you went up against in practice a lot from Syracuse, just someone that was always talking trash to you. I'll say, yeah, Syracuse, probably Steve Ishmael when I was a freshman. Steve, Steve. other than that, I feel like other than that, no one no one really uh, was talking, talking trash. Uh Outside of Syracuse, maybe tomorrow on Terry from Florida State. Um, that's about it. 
Is there an NFL wideouts that you really want to lock down once you get to the league? <laughs> no, no, no one in particular. I've, I've actually been asked this question a lot. No one in particular. I just want to, you know, want to be able to compete against the top guys because you know that 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 added that's added motivation and uh and I guess it, it makes you uh, stay on top of your game. So really, really just the best, the best of the best. I want to go against, compete against. All right, last one for me. What was your favorite class at Syracuse? Favorite class? I had a, um, I had a, I had a Black Lives Matter class, I believe, with um, a ton of us, a ton of football players in there. So that, so that was probably my favorite class. It was like twenty of us in there. That, that's probably, I'll say that that one right there. That's awesome. So was that, when did they start instituting that one? Cause I don't think I was at school for, for that. Yeah, that was with uh, Vico, uh, uh, Mr. Gray, Vico Gray. That was in 2018, I believe that class. Gotcha. Um, and then the last one, what's your favorite spot to eat at in Syracuse? Uh, uh, favorite spot to eat at. I eat a lot at OIP. I eat, I got a lot of OIP. The wings, they're not the pizza, the wings. Um, and Brugger's, Brugger's, the um, the bagel place. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Love that spot too. All right, Effie, really appreciate all your time. Thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck this week in the draft process. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, awesome stuff. We thank Iffy for all of his time and best of luck. Who knows, by the time you're listening to this, you may already know who his next team is. So we'll be rooting for him wherever he ends up along the way, as well as Andre and Trill and all these other guys. So can't wait to get into all of the draft recap. That's coming up for you on Monday in all likelihood. And tomorrow on the show, we're going to get into some NFL draft props that our friends over at betonline.ag have created for us. So we will get into a little bit of that. We might also dip our toes into the Chase Scanlon situation, what's going down there with Syracuse lacrosse, because it is not good. It is a very, very sensitive topic as well. But Tim and I are going to look into some of the things that have been reported so far, and obviously we may have some more information as well before we go into record tomorrow's episode so we'll look into all that and maybe some hoops topics will pop up along the way as well we thank you for listening and we will talk to you guys on friday